here I am again with Carl and Chris on a lovely sunny Sunday afternoon. So let's talk about important stuff. Me. The one and only. The one and only. So we may remember that a few weeks ago we talked about my um, my doctor visit when I had all the blood tests and everything like that, but we haven't discussed the results yet. So I rung up and said, what's the results of my blood tests? And it was five separate things. So she said kidney function, that's fine. Liver function's fine. Blood sugar, fine, because I'm a normal. Screw um, you. <laughs> um, what was the other one? Blood cholesterol. That was a little bit thing I was interested in because when I had it done in work, it was 5.4 when they said it should be between 4 and 5. So it was a little bit high. So I've been eating rabbit food and stuff as part of my diet for the last six months. And she said, that's fine. But I didn't get a figure off her. So I don't know what she means by that's fine. I mean, it might have been just over and the same as it was before. And she might have said, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But I looked into it more and that's even more confusing now. But I'll come to that in a minute. And the last one was the PSA, which is the prostate one. And how much antigens it releases into the blood and stuff. And she said, that's fine as well. So that was all. Because that was the one you were mostly concerned that about. That was the one I was concerned about, considering that I'm old and I get up in the middle of the night to go to the loo and stuff like that. So I was I was wanting to know what that I was. Suppose for, if there's any problems with that, you, you've got to keep going back for the old finger. Well, finger and glove in a certain area. Which is not no, nice. no one wants that. The, yeah. the, the next thing is they might possibly do that, but the other thing is they, they have to go in and do a biopsy. So they have to go in and, and snip a bit off, which apparently is very uncomfortable, as you'd expect. Oh, yeah. um, and it can cause problems after you've had the biopsy, because they've just cut a bit of your prostate off. I'm glad that us youngsters are hearing this up front, though, so we know what yeah. to prepare ourselves yeah. for. So anyway, it came... But it if it makes it worse, why why do it? I understand they've got to do the test, but surely there's got to be another way of them doing it without causing an issue. Well... One of, the, one of the biggest problems, is, which is why they like to have a conversation with you before they even do it, is that it comes back with a lot of false positives. Mm. And that's a concern, but they said they've got no other sort of screening program, because she said it comes back with a lot of false positives. So it'll come back and say, yeah, this is high, so we're showing that something is wrong somewhere. So we'd have to do a biopsy, and then they'll do a biopsy, and they'll say, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. But then that can cause an issue. Yeah, because you can be sort of in discomfort. Yeah. For for a long time, and you know, it could, but and, and this is what one of the concerns is about it, you know, being false positives. Yeah. So it is a relief when they come back and they say, "Yeah, it's fine." So you don't have to go through the next steps, the process, and yeah. yeah, yeah, But they they these advisor I do it sort of every year now. Right. Okay. Anyway, the next problem was, I went back to the doctors. Like, oh no! I tell you what, the the other bit was, I went to the hospital, didn't I? about this um, extra head growing on my nose, which turns out to be um, a r- r- rodent ulcer, otherwise known as the correct term is a basal cell carcinoma. So as Chris pointed out, there's gonna have to be possibly a skin graft, Yep. but you'll be disappointed to know it's not coming off my ass, it'll know. probably come off my neck. Oh, well, there goes neck all the jokes. Neck face doesn't really work yeah. as well as ass face. Yeah. So, 
yeah, it's kind of ruined our fun. I'm disappointed that with that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. So I, I've I've got to wait now for um, for an appointment. They're gonna they, they, it'll be a few months. So be, the waiting list is a few months because it's not it's not an urgent thing. It's not considered to be dangerous by any stretch. So it's not um, it's it's not a, a rush job. I did say I wanted um, it would be about a year apparently before the scar goes away, but I did want a proper scar. Yeah. So I could make up some fantastic story about it. <laughs> that when I was jumping out of the plane over Syria, <laughs> I got caught on my uh, my machine gun. I was going to say, <coughs> ask the doctor before the surgery to cut out the thing on your nose, and then maybe <coughs> to sort of cut through your eye as well to get a nice scar going. Oh in yeah, like a Bond villain yeah. type scar. So you can say when I was fighting off two thousand Taliban warriors by myself. With nothing but a pitchfork. Yeah. This yeah, this is what I ended up with. Yeah. I got I got in hand to hand combat with one of their elite warriors <laughs> and I was slashed across the eye this is while saving the world with a martini in the other hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> so that's that, so I'm waiting for that. <coughs> so I went back to the doctors this week because my ankles have been swelling up and my feet have been swelling up. Not just the heat. Well, is a big part of it apparently because I went in and I said right I said my ankles and my feet are swelling up I said which is why I've worn shorts today and those little ankle socks so that I don't have to take my trousers off you can just have a look Mrs. Doctor <laughs> and uh, she said right two things can cause that she said heat she said a lot of people will get swollen ankles and swollen feet in this heat she said this is a very common thing the other thing she said is the amlodipine you're taking for the, the blood pressure one of the tablets. She said, I can cause it as well. There's a side effect of that. And I said, yeah, but I've been on those for three years now. And it's only recently it started happening. But I mean, it might cause a little bit of it, yeah. but then it's exaggerated by the heat. That makes sense. So she said, right, take this amlodipine tablet at night just before you go to bed. So instead of taking it in the morning with the others, take it just before you go to bed at night. So I said, right, so don't take it tomorrow morning, take it tomorrow night. Yes. So all the next day, I thought, i got to take that tablet, i got to take that tablet, got to take, went to bed, forgot. So I didn't take the tablet, and I thought, well, I can't leave it another day now, otherwise I've suddenly stopped taking a tablet for two days, That's, that probably isn't that good. So of course I had to take it the next morning, and I've still been taking them in the mornings. But what I found was, if I move about, they don't swell up and stuff. The biggest problem is when I'm working from home and I'm sitting at the desk all day, yeah. not moving, just popping out for a you know, fag now and again, or go downstairs, back in the fridge. I've been at the top of my feet this week. It hurts. You ever been on the top of your feet? Are they? No. I don't think I've it ever burnt my feet. It hurts. I it really hurts. I have burnt my legs, but I haven't yeah. burnt my feet. Uh, it, it kills. And I, I look terrible at the moment, so I've just got a square on my foot of where it's been it's, it's burnt, and no. the rest is, is white. But uh, it, it, it honestly bends your, your, your ankles, and you can feel it instantly, and it hurts every time you walk. Were you wearing sandals? No, I was wearing these. And that's why it's only got like a little square on the top of where the sun has been hitting it all day. Because I went to Heatherton Adventure Park and uh, I was out in the sun all day and I burned badly. See, you could end up with one of these now. Yeah, I could do. But more likely on my foot. On your foot. And, and this is the thing, right? Because going back to that for a second, they, they, <coughs> they, he said it's, it's sun damage that has caused this thing on my nose. Um, and it's like the least dangerous form of, of skin cancer. But he said it's sun damage. But how does that happen? Is it a prolonged thing? I mean, do you know well, what I mean? Like, if, if you get, 
like when you get chlamydia, it's probably the result of a one-off liaison behind the behind the bins or whatever. Yeah. But I, I, sun damage is not going to be a one-off. It is. Mm-hmm. That day I went over Asda's and didn't put a hat on. I think yeah, it's no, an I, accumulation because it, the sun, I think it kills cells, and then so much exposure to that over time causes an adverse reaction with the way that your, I guess your skin or your body processes certain things. It kill it damages the cells. Because I think cancer is just. I can't remember the exact... Mutated. Yeah, it's sort of like a mutation in your genes. So the the mutation then causes further mutations, which eventually causes things to die and mm. not function properly. So this, the sun must cause a mutation in your skin cells, which eventually leads to whatever it is. So it, it can't be... De- yeah, it can't be one off. You had a you know. I think it's a very on how sunny much day. Exposure you've had all your life as well, because if you're someone who lives in a hot country and it's constantly sunny probably not going to get it as, ma- as much because your, your skin gets used to it. You adapt to your environment. Whereas if you only ha- see the sun like once a week every year, your skin can't adapt to it. I so you say, say you do that for 50 mm-hmm. odd years, and only that one week you actually see sun, it's more likely to affect you than someone who sees it every single day. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose yeah. being a fair skin ginge means that <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. your well, skin is yeah. way more sensitive to yeah, the rays exactly. of the sun. Yeah, because my mother's ginger and she's had like three of these. But it's a common thing. Now, most people mm. you speak to have either had them themselves or, or a relative has, has, yeah. has had them, and you know they've never been a sort of a cause for concern then as such. But the other issue, now, I went back and I said to the doctor, whilst I was there, talking about my swollen ankles, and I said, can you tell me, I said, I had the results, I phoned up for the blood test results. I said, what, what were the readings? I said, the blood cholesterol one, what was the actual reading? So she had a look on the results and she said, uh, we didn't do that. I said, uh, 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 yeah, you must have done it. I said, because she told me at the time she was doing it, it was on the list. I said, and when I rung up for the results, she read out all five results. And she said, no, it must have been the one for the time before. I said, well, surely she wouldn't have looked at four results from last week or whatever it was. Uh, uh, and then one result from the last time I did it a year ago. Yeah. I said, that doesn't make sense. No, no, she said, I'm looking at it now on the, on the thing. She said, and uh, we didn't do it. I said, right, okay. She said, so we'll do it again. Oh, God. So she said, I'll make an appointment for you. She said, um, oh, and the other thing she said is, uh, what could be causing your um, swollen ankles and things, if it's not the heat in the tablet, she said, is, uh, could be a heart defect. <laughs> Last well, yeah, just throw that in there. <laughs> right, okay. So casually. So, so, so what are we going to do there, doctor? So she got the uh, the stethoscope out and had a listen front and back. She said, oh, there's a bit of a bit of a crackle, she said, at the bottom of your lung. She said, are you short of breath or anything? I said, mm, not particularly, no. I said, only because only I don't get any exercise, you know, so, but not particularly short of breath and stuff. She said, oh, it sounds like you're breathing through liquid. So she said, there's a bit of a, bit of a crackle. Christ. I'm thinking, I wish I hadn't gone now. <laughs> So I said, what are, we, what are we doing about all this? She said, right, there's, um, there's a f- I'm going to fill out a form, go up the hospital anytime you like, go to the x-ray department, and then x-ray your chest. Right, okay. Um, and then make an appointment in the surgery for another cholesterol test. We'll see what that is. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that high anyway. so I'm overly concerned about that. Yeah. And it must have come down with the shit I've had to eat. Um, and she said, we'll do an ECG to see how your heart has been doing uh, and she said we'll put another 24 hour 
blood pressure monitor on you that tests you every hour. But I got a problem with those electric ones in that I panic because it will pump up the electric one. It'll go and it pumps up the little thing around your arm for, you know, so many seconds or whatever um, until it finds like a starting sort of pressure, the higher yeah. pressure you can go to. And it's like a standard sort of thing that it goes to. Well, if your blood pressure is higher than the standard that it's pumped up to, it starts pumping up again. So when I hear the thing go, and then, Christ, yes, that's it, blood pressure's high. And then it's shooting up then, because, you know. Well, not only that, but the thing is constricting your arm even further. Yeah, and you can feel your heart going, thump, 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 in your arm. It's horrifying. I like the one where the doctor actually sort of, with the stethoscope on the arm. Yeah, he puts yeah. a stethoscope on because he, he explained to me what they're listening for. He said, we pump it up, he said, until we can actually hear the heart beating. He said, that's what we know is the start point. He said, so we look at the reading there, because that's the top reading. And then we said, we let the pressure off until we stop hearing the heart beating. He said, and that's the lowest reading. So he said, that's how we monitor with the, with the pumpy up ones. Yeah. I said, well, I much prefer that, because if you're going to pump it up a bit more, you know, there's no set sort of thing that he's pumping it up to. He's just sort of pumping it up until until he can hear the heart, I suppose. Yeah. So I, I'm okay with those. I always get a lower reading. But the electric ones, they just scare the shit out of me. Well, it doesn't sound as foreboding as something making that noise and then just squeezing your arm really tight. Yeah. Because it's... Well, what happens if it malfunctions or it doesn't get a reading? Does it just keep squeezing your arm? Well, I suppose so, because, I mean, when I ended up in hospital with high blood pressure in the first place, it was 229 over 117, which, you know, ideally we're looking at about 120. Anything over 140 is high blood pressure. Anything over 200 or the lower one of 100 is urgent critical care. And mine was 229 Jesus. over 117. And I had a taxi up the hospital <laughs> <laughs> with a packed bag because I knew where I was staying because yeah. um, I felt so ill. But so you can imagine now when the nurse is coming around and putting that electric one on you. So just just quickly, just so you said about the, the taxi thing. Have you heard what um, the ambulance service is doing now? No. They're paying for people's taxis to get to hospital because they have they can't always get out to to, to people. So they'll on on the phone they'll determine whether they need an ambulance or if they can get a taxi and they'll pay for someone's taxi to, to the hospital. All oh, right. So the taxi company must have an account then because they're not gonna you know no. they're not gonna get a receipt to you. No, 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 no. It's just gonna be the case of I suppose that they'll ask for your address and then the taxi will turn up yeah. and already prepaid. Yeah. Um I thought that that's that's crazy, the amount of because they, they, the amount of people that actually go to hospital through ambulances is nuts. And it's just, they they haven't got the, the staff, they haven't got the ambulances and it's absolutely crazy. But are most of it are most of the are most of the calls warranted or is it people I was I would say from what I understand, but not suitable for an ambulance. Yeah, I, I would say from what I understand, because seventy percent of the calls that they get uh, are people overreacting. They, they, they're not needed. It could be like I've cut my finger, can I get an ambulance type thing? So like, well, you can just get a tump, jump, jump in a taxi and go. You know, you don't even have they to go for a cut finger. Operators. If someone rings up and goes, "I've cut my finger." You ask, how bad is it? And I've just nicked it with a knife. Well, fucking put a bandage on yeah. it. Yeah, well, the, the, <laughs> the operators can't do that, but the clinicians can. So they're the ones, that, there's only like one or two on the actual, on the call center, but they, they're the ones who can actually kind of go, no, yeah, you're fine, you're not getting an ambulance, shut up, basically. Whereas the operator has to kind of say, okay, you have to come in. It's a duty of care. It's just an Even entitlement thing, then, where people... Because if I cut my finger, I've never gone, oh, I need to ring an ambulance. 
I mean, if it's a deep cut, if you cut your finger and you can see your bone, yeah, yeah you probably need to go to the hospital. But, but if you, it's just a little. But again, you probably wrap it up and you take it. You wouldn't get an amber. You take it with you, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I think of ambulance, I think of. You know, you're unable to move. You yeah, like heart move. attack, or you've yeah. fallen down the stairs, yeah. or you've broken your both legs, or something like that. Yeah, it's ma- ma- you know, ma- it bigger issues. Not if you can walk, or you can get into a taxi, you can drive, or something. Then do it that way. So don't, when don't. I was in hospital before, for something, I saw a kid with a broken arm. It was one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. The kid's arm was just—it <laughs> wasn't where it's supposed to be. But his parents had driven him huh. to the hospital because, you know, it's, why wouldn't you? Yeah. He's able to walk. He may be in a lot of pain, but when you get to hospital, they'll sort that out for you. The yeah, ambulance exactly. isn't going to do much. We went straight in. You walked up to the receptionist, and the receptionist just went like that. Oh, Christ. They just <laughs> opened the doors. <laughs> and someone in. just grabbed him as soon as he got through. Hopefully but, yeah. not by his arm. Well, what was left of it, anyway. I don't know what the hell he did. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it's it, it seems to be... It's, it's too many people clogging up the system and it's obviously had an impact. And well, I've got to pay for it. That's yeah. tax money gone again. Yeah, and I know that... Because they... they the ambulance service will call up the police asking them to go to a, a, a situation because they haven't got the staff. A lot of the police aren't first aid trained, so they don't even know what they're doing. They did you literally go there and sit with the person? So then that's having a detrimental effect on the police. So it's absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Up. You can't be tying the police up for something like that. Yeah. And, and I, I know for a fact that 90% of the calls that the police get are shit. Like there's, there's hardly any actual major things. And they, they, they're really like. It's awful way. Well, everything is understaffed. I think we had this conversation before about a documentary where people are starting to physically assault police officers now and they're being let off with a slap on the wrist because they just Mm. don't have the capacity to process them or take it further. So you have to commit a pretty serious crime these days to actually get some attention, which, which is terrible. I think the police have lost the authority that they used to have. Yeah, they should be able to give you a clip, to be honest. <laughs> Obviously, you can take that as you will with people using excessive force, which they have in the past. But no, if you if you attack a police officer, you should fully expect to be assaulted back. Yeah, yeah. If you attack a police officer, then yeah, you should. I agree with that because at the end of the day, you're just defending yourself. And if it was you or me and someone attacked us, we would attack them back. That's how yeah. it would go. Whereas a police officer isn't allowed to do that. They're not allowed. They have to restrain the person, but they can't actually yeah. physically go back. a cop, they should knock them out. Yeah. And then restrain them and then yeah. chuck them in jail. Tasing them. Just instantly just get the taser up, taser them. Don't care if you pee yourself, just, just do yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. That's what I'm sorry, but that's what it should be like. If you're going to attack an officer, they should be allowed to tase you. Would you like to have a taser in case you were attacked? Yeah, it'd be awesome. Oh, I'd probably want to f- see what it feels like and yeah. have to tase him myself. <laughs> or would you just be pissing about with it at parties? <laughs> I would definitely do that. Well. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> we should definitely have a nominated friend who has one and then just taser each other to see who can take the most. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what, that's what we would do with it. If a bloke had a taser, that's exactly what we would do. I know that women recently have started getting like pepper spray tasers because you know there's been cause for concern that they legitimately need something to defend themselves because of you know in general men are stronger than women so yeah that's fine and they seem to be sensible about them but yeah we would just piss around and taser each other we would never (laughs) use it in (laughs) self-defense at all same with pepper spray i'd want to see what it's like and how it actually burn your eyes in um in college i think is it an ohm meter i think they're called where you can like test electricity and stuff like that uh, and you could put a small current through it, 
Yeah, I used to touch those. Yeah, I used to go up behind people and like doing that in their back while they're doing something. You see a screwdriver fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that quite a lot actually. I was terrible for doing that. Yeah, that would be really funny. Yeah. That's yeah, get a taser, Chris. Yeah, I'll get a taser. Do you think it'd be inappropriate to taser people in work as well? If they pissed you off enough, yeah. We'll find out where Mark lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yes, actually, I'm I'm all up for that one. And a bit of pepper spray with that. Do you think we should be carrying weapons as self-defense? I mean, I've never carried anything as, as self-defense. Um, I've always tried to be careful about where I am at certain hours of the day. So I'm not wandering about at 2 o'clock in the morning in dark places. Not Non-lethal, like guns and knives and things like that, no. But like a taser, I mean, well, a pe- pepper spray is a non-lethal way of doing it. So yeah, I think pepper spray is all right. But there's a good chance you're going to end up with a face full of yourself is with yeah. things like pepper spray in there. You'd have to stand there and say, right, hang on a second. The wind is blowing towards me. Can we switch places? I want <laughs> yeah. you to stand downwind. But the idea is it's more of a deterrent then, isn't it? So if, if someone sees that you have pepper spray, they're, like, they're less likely to do something because they know you have pepper spray. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. It's, depends. it's the deterrent side of it rather than the actual I suppose it depends use. on how much you feel that you need it as well. Hmm. I've been on... I've never needed any anything whatsoever it's exactly what you said i'm not in a really bad part of the the county at two o'clock in the morning singing and dancing and making myself an obvious target yeah you just stick with a bunch of people like if you go on a night out you might get into a little scrap or you know a little fist fight here and there (laughs) but you're never going to be in a position where you're on your own and vulnerable Mm. if you're with a large group of people so you stay with a large group of people Everyone disperses at a certain time to go home, get taxis and whatever. As long as you're around people in general, you should be fine. Yeah. It's those situations where sort of women are on their own or men are on their own when they're walking through trouble areas that you would need those types of things. But the simple solution there is just to not do that. Yeah, take yourself away from that situation. Yeah. I've never understood why people like, you've got two ways to go home. One way is really light and bright and on the main road, no one's going to touch you. Or you've got a really dark alley. Why go down the dark alley? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Like I, I, whenever I go home from town, I do walk down the black path in Brackley, which is always dark, but I've done it so many times now, and you know what it's to expect, and as long as you're vigilant, it's fine. Oh, it's creepy sometimes, those trees. I imagine it is, yeah. Those trees, yeah. They, make, they, make, they make you a little bit paranoid when you're, you're a bit tipsy, and it's, it's quite, it's like, what, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, pitch black. Is it a rough area, or is it? Uh, it's not, not not anymore. It used to be really bad, that path, but they've since they've um, done the school out down there, it's, it's changed it completely. It's not as bad. I mean, it still have its issues, but it doesn't. But it's, it is just creepy sometimes walking down there, and you think you've, it's like a tree moving, you're like, whoa. I've just never thought about it. Maybe it's just because I'm from Patalbot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not just one area that's bad. It's all bad. Yeah. So when you walk around anywhere, it's just like, well, well. Well, yeah. and you're used to being the attacker. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't occur to you. Somebody might attack shut you. Shut. I had to live. I had to survive. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've never, I've never personally thought about it in that way. I mean, I've always thought that we don't live in America or anywhere like that. Knife crime in this part of the country is next to none. I've never heard. I would say there's only one being attacked with that a knife. I felt like I was going to get mugged or whatever, and that was in London. And it was like 11, 12 o'clock at night, and I was walking home from work. And I was walking down a. Uh, it was well lit, but it was still a dodgish path. Oh, yeah, um, you're going to get mugged. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was the. I did it myself, but it was the quickest way there. I could have gone around and taken an extra 10 minutes, but that, that way would have saved me 10 minutes. So I was like, I'll just go that way. 
Um, and there was about five rather large black guys at the end of the path just start standing there chatting away and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So why did My you headphones. feel threatened then, Chris? Yeah. Chris. It doesn't matter if they were black or white. It's the fact that there was oh, five guys there. No, we didn't mention about them being oh, black, you just Chris. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. I just, it was you the picked fact, up on that. It was the fact that there was mid, well, it was more or less midnight, pitch black. There was a group of people there just standing there watching you as you go through. It's a bit intimidating. It doesn't matter who you are, you'll be intimidated These by that. These large people standing at yeah. the end of the alley. Yeah. Yeah. Not that, not that they were African Americans. <laughs> no, not that. Yeah. <laughs> dear, oh dear. dear that, was that was a lot of glass. Yeah. It was a cool sound effect, though. It was a weird. Yeah, I wish. Oh, I've got that recorded, but I think I'm one of us spoke over it. Me, probably, going, oh dear me. <laughs> and you may have noticed I had a haircut yesterday. I did notice. Yeah, I did notice. Oh, thanks. Yeah, sorry. I don't look like a game show host now. He's not sort of all bouffant and up here. So short and summery weather. And our our latest housemate, Gay David, he had a look at it yesterday, and he said she's done a good job of that. He says all blended in and tidy, and he knows what he's talking about because we've had discussions about um, beards and moustaches and haircuts because he's a qualified barber. He's only in his 20s, but he's a qualified barber. He's worked in London, so he knows all about grooming men. What did he say about beards specifically? I'm interested now. (laughs) Well, we were... Did you intend that then? We were talking about (laughs) beards and stuff, and he was talking about shaving and stuff. And I said, well, I've tried various razors. I don't like electric shavers because I don't think they never work very well. I don't grow much of a beard. It takes me about three days to grow any stubble. So I've never been able to take part in like Movember and, and all that. The, some yes. of the women we will get have better results than me. So I've never been able to do that very well. But he said, what do you use? I said, I've tried Wilkinson Sword razors. I've tried the Asda own razors. I said, and I just well use one of my cheese graters because it's like, uh, well, my face at the end of it looks like somebody's set off a claymore for a laugh yeah. at a party because it's all cuts and blood and stuff like that. So the only ones I can get on with is Gillette. I got the Gillette Fusion 5 now, I think yeah. it is. Um, and the Gillette Sensitive Gel, or, or Gel for Sensitive... Sensitive skin. <laughs> ginger, ginger skin. <laughs> so um, I said, it's the only ones I can get on with. Now, he likes to use the open razor. I use a straight be, razor. Being, yeah. being a, a, a barber, you know, yeah. the ones that you, you flip yeah. out. Yeah, and do that, and, and he is saying that it's much healthier rather than this goo in a can you use, like I use. He said it's much healthier, and the ingredients are better in the in the soap that you use with the brush, like my father used to do, yeah. like that, and you lathered it up on your face, and then I said I can't be asked with all that shit. I said the people use that, but apparently it's all it's all coming back though. There's that yeah, all that I've sort of yeah. uh, that side of things, but you can get you can get like all the information you need to know. Is all on the internet now, and whatever you need to know about skincare and stuff like that, you can just find it all out online now. You don't even need to talk to a, uh, a barber about it. Chris, yeah. you're at the age where you probably look after yourself. Have you done much online grooming? No, not really. I don't actually do any grooming. <laughs> I bought one of those straight razors. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> What's it, grinder? Is it? Is that the uh... yeah, grinder? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I've been told that I gave off a very 
big gay vibe recently. A lot of people have been telling me this. Well, didn't someone comment on your shirt? Yes. Although they yes. misunderstood the Pink yeah, Floyd. Yeah, they, they really under, didn't understand that part. But no, apparently I've got, well, yeah, I've been giving off massive gay vibes lately. I don't understand what I've been doing to give these vibes. Just because of the rainbow or you're mincing about or what are you doing? I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm you just being me. Hugging people a lot when you're drunk? I do that anyway, but that's not the point. <laughs> what, type of, what type of people are you hugging? Anyone who wants a hug. Oh, you're not fussy. Not fussy. I'm, I'm, I'm an easy man. Easy man. But no, I, I, I don't know. It, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably why I'm giving off that gay five comments like that. How many people have commented on it then? If it's loads of people, then it's. Uh... Oh, I, I would say this week uh, alone, I've probably had about five or six people say that I give off gay vibes and they think I'm gay. Yeah. Well, I don't understand it. I don't know. Even like last night at that party, there was like a couple of people who thought I was gay. Didn't understand that. My wife was right next to me. Did it bother you that people thought you were gay? It doesn't bother me. It's just I, I'm curious what it is that I, what I'm doing that gives off that vibe, if you know what I mean. Why, do, why is it that people think that? So it doesn't bother me if they do think it. I don't care either way. But I just wonder what it is that gives them that, that idea. Because if they don't know you, it has to be something that you do when you talk, maybe you, maybe the way you gesture or how you I dress. Know. I mean, do you, do you peacock, as they call it? Do you wear, like, flamboyant clothes? I, d- I do, do tend to wear some flamboyant stuff, yeah. That's probably why then. <laughs> that, that might but be I, I wouldn't say, uh, well, I say flamboyant. I wouldn't say it's any more flamboyant like anyone else. Like my, a lot of my friends are probably more colourful out of most of my mates around me, but I wouldn't say that it's over the top or you, know, you wouldn't look at it and go, well, clearly he's gay from what he's dressing. I don't know. Well, personally, I don't think I know. If I, if I like, on a Friday night when I went out, I wore a blue T-shirt with Jimi Hendrix on there, and people thought I was gay. I don't know if it was because it was quite a tight-fitting shirt. Well, I know that you've been yeah swelling up. <laughs> it's always you know all the T-shirts get tighter then. Yeah, yeah, I, I quite like that to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's quite good. But um, yeah, I don't understand why. What, what, what is it about me that gives off that vibe? Christ, how long we got? <laughs> no, I gotta be honest. I can't. I can't I see. see it, I can't see it myself. Yeah. I know I joked in the past, but you know, that's just be pissing about. But there's no. Yeah. There's no. I, I can't see any anything that would make me think. No. Uh, no, I think. I think it, when you when you get to know me, you realise it. But at first meeting, for some reason, people think I am. And the person that misrecognised your T-shirt is just an idiot. Yeah, that that was just generally an idiot. Cause that's not that's not just an insult <laughs> to Pink Floyd. That's just it's, that's science. It's, it's science, an insult to yeah. science. Oh, you look very confused. Yeah, eh? uh, I, I am. I'm just surprised at what you said about you know you've had like about five people this year, and they've they just come out with it and said, well, yeah, which we say I'm having a fag or something outside, and I'm getting just chatting to them randomly. Gay word, yeah. <laughs> chatting to them randomly. Then yeah, they, they, they'll, they'll kind of just start mentioning it, and I'm like, oh, okay. Or the other one that's happened to me not this week, but it has happened to me in the past. Is men will start going look to me and start stroking my arm and stuff. And no, like, are these gay men? Yeah, and I'm like, all right, okay, I'm not gay. <laughs> just putting that out there, I'm not gay, and it's like, oh, okay. God <laughs> <laughs> oh, does it again. <laughs> just a double check. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I, I don't know what it, I'm saying or what I'm doing, but I'm something, apparently, uh, gives off that vibe. Like I said, I've had it all my life. I've told you that. Wow. My parents thought I was gay. And, and everyone's always thought I was gay. Yeah, my parents thought I was gay when I was about four or five. 
because I was the second child in my generation. So the first, it's uh, it, the first child was my cousin, who's a woman. So she had all the attention from all the aunties and everything. So it was all women, women, women. And then I was brought into it, but they never changed that. So it was all like centric around her, and I was sort of there. So I used to watch Cinderella when I was three or four religiously. And I used to wear a cowboy hat as well. I used to love, I loved that cowboy hat. So they saw the TV. They saw me sitting there with a cowboy hat, acting feminine with my cousin, because that's all I knew. That's all I was brought up into, because it was all my aunties, my cousin, and whatnot. And yeah, they took loads of pictures when I was a kid. And I look pretty camp, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> so it's it's a very natural thing to deduce from seeing those pictures. But yeah. Do you know what? I was on the way to pick Chris up earlier on. I was listening to Michael Ball on Radio 2. And he had a nine-year-old kid on there, Charlie. And Charlie was saying about how much abuse he gets from adults and other kids because he likes musicals. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Actually. I saw that. He, yeah, What's he was talking that? about it. He was saying, yeah. that he said, oh, he said, I, I, I've had parents of other kids saying, uh, pointing and saying, oh, look at him and his ballet gear and all this sort of stuff. Uh, they, they've called me um, gay, fat. Uh, and he's just rattling off all the things that they called it's him terrible because for a he's like exactly yeah. But he was very mature, mind. If you listen to his conversation, you could have a conversation with him. Michael Ball was having a great time with him because because he he could have an adult conversation. Yeah. Uh, and he was and Michael Ball pointed out. He said, yeah. He said, but he said they don't come much more macho than Wolverine. He said, but he's one of the biggest stars in musicals, in musicals these days. Yeah, Hugh Jackman yeah. is a great performer in, in every aspect of. Movies, theatre, plays. It's, it's always been the stereotype where a man shouldn't really like a musical, and I don't get it because I love musicals. They're brilliant. Yeah. I've, I've seen Wicked, yeah, and that was amazing. I didn't expect to like Wicked, but it was amazing. Well, he was saying that he said, I like musicals. He said, I don't like football. He said, I don't, doesn't appeal to me. He said, to be coming home with mud in my face every day. And I thought, yeah, I've never liked football either. I, 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 uh, I, I, and I've I liked musicals. I, 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 I like both. So, so yeah, I, I've always liked musicals. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Some the, the, the it's just music. Yeah, it's actually fun. Yeah, it's music with a show. It's, yeah. it's, it's brilliant. I do it's like fantastic. Les Mis with Hugh Jackman. I've never seen Les Mis. I've, I've, I've seen that. I've heard the live is a lot, 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 lot better. Though. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's that, that film actually is, doesn't do Les Mis just, justice, apparently. Wow. It flopped, I know that much. Um, it massively flopped when it came out. <laughs> West Side Story. I loved that him. as a kid. Sharks and the Jets. Never seen that. Phantom no? of the Opera. Ah, that's good. Phantom of the Opera, yeah. I love Phantom of the Opera. I feel uncultured. I've never seen any of these. Well, You've seen Mamma Mia, surely. I've seen the film Mamma Mia. I can't stand Mamma Mia. Yeah. No, no, I like it because <laughs> it, it is what it's meant to be. It's just a lot of fun and singing. Yeah, I, and, I, I, and it's corny as hell. Yeah, I've got nothing about other people liking it, but I just can't stand it myself. No. No, I, I'm just not a huge fan of ABBA music anyway, so uh, that's a problem. See, that, that's that makes a big difference because yeah. it's all surrounded around ABBA yeah, music. We went to watch well, plays and music. stuff in school. We went to the theatre quite a few times in school to watch oh, different plays and things like that. I, I love them all. There's something I'm looking forward to actually is Cats. The movie's coming out. The Cats. Yeah. The movie's coming out. Is it? Yeah. That's going to work. I don't see why not. Um, there's quite a, there was a massive star cast in it, a lot of good singers, and Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> a lot of good singers and Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that because I saw Cats when I was like 10 or 11 in London just before it finished, and it was incredible. It's one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life, and I can still remember it so well. Better than The Sound of Music? I've never seen The Sound of Music. Don't be so silly. I've never well, seen The Sound of Music. Even I've seen that. Never seen The Sound of Music. I've seen like 
bits and pieces of it, but I've never actually watched it. It's on every Christmas. I know, I've never watched it. Same as I've never watched Mary Poppins, and a lot of people oh, think that's ridiculous. I've I know. seen that. I know. Chitty Chitty I, I, wow. I saw Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in Cardiff live, and that was the only time I've ever seen it, and it was rubbish. Didn't enjoy it whatsoever. What I've watched recently, um, oh, what's the, what was the Bohemian Rhapsody yeah, that's movie? That's really good, that, that is. looks amazing. It is good. good. I did enjoy that. And then I was looking forward to Rocket Man with Taron Egerton playing Elton John. Mm. Didn't like it at all. I didn't like the way the whole film was done. I've, I've heard this. I think I've, I've heard a lot of people say it was a bit too silly and yeah. comical. And yeah. it, was, it wasn't like they were expecting another version of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, it wasn't. And I think that's the problem, mind you. Everyone was expecting another version, um, but they're not. And then instantly not giving the film a chance because of that. I haven't watched Rocket Man. Does Bohemian Rhapsody go into other aspects of Freddie's life, like his, you know, the AIDS battle and his personal life and something like that, or is it just about the music? Uh, not it, that deeply, really. No, it, it touches on it at the yeah. end. It kind of like shows it towards the end of it, and but it doesn't. It's, it's more about the. I would say it's more about the band and Freddie rather than just just Freddie. There's, there is a moment where it is just Freddie. But, yeah. but a lot of it is about the band as well and yeah. how he's taken it. Um, the, the, at the very beginning, the, the lead singer of the band originally left. He comes in and he takes them to the next level, basically. He takes the band with him to the next level. But they work together all the way through it. Yeah. And that's what it's more about. And even after he's, he's, he's an absolute dick, um, they still take him back, if you see what I mean. And they still, because he does that live day show, isn't he? And it's amazing, absolutely incredible. And uh, um, Matt Malik, Rahim Malik, or something like that. Rami Malik. Yeah, he's unbelievable as him. Yeah, he's he a good actor. Put him down to a T. Fair play to him. Yeah. The, the Dirt on Netflix apparently is basically very, very good as well, which is the Motley Crue version. But apparently, it's a lot more R-rated stuff in that. Oh, yeah, it's um, and there's there's a, a scene I, again. I haven't watched it, but my mate was telling me there's a scene of Ozzy snorting ants. <laughs> I know he yeah. bites a he bites a bat and he, he bites yeah. a bat or a dove or something. Yeah, he he's his head off. Bonkers, he's out of there. But yeah, he's snorting ants apparently through a straw. Jesus, into your lungs, like the ants into. Well, it'd be into your head technically. Because it goes up, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's going to go into your lungs from there, isn't it? Yeah, it's not going into your brain. Well, but either way, it's going to. It's not good. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. What's Ozzy Osbourne in here? Yeah. Well, I suppose it wouldn't go into your, your, your lungs because I don't think you're... Well, you breathe through your nose, yeah, didn't you? That's yeah, but it wouldn't be big enough to go... I don't think you, you would choke, basically, instantly. So it probably your body would recognise that it's not going, it shouldn't go into your lungs and t- and move it, if you see what I mean. It might be wrong, though. Well, we're going to have to just sniff some ants and see mm. where they end up. Because generally, if you sniff something through your nose, it comes back out of your mouth. If, you'd like, if you're eating or something and you cough and it goes up, your nose or something <laughs> <laughs> Chris even you were struggling as you were saying that well, yeah. that doesn't make yeah, sense no, it doesn't make well, it's sense. like when you drink a fizzy drink and it goes up your nose yeah. it just sort of then comes back out to yeah. your mouth it's like a mechanism yeah it's all linked so it's the same though if you, if you are eating something and it ca- you choke it comes out your nose sometimes but I've it seen the magician happen. trick where they put like string yeah. up their nose and then they pull it out their mouth so there's something there that yeah it all links together mm. so it's yeah I don't know how though. I've never I've never understood how it because you can't feel anything in the back of your throat to kind of make it feel like you can do that if that makes sense. I suppose I've never snorted ants, nor have I never stuck string up my nose <laughs> no, and no. then seen. I used to know something in school. Used to do it with the laces all the time, the strawberry laces. You'd just be sitting there in, in, in school just doing oh, this. Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah. Oh, you're eating them after that, do you? Yeah, you oh, 
<laughs> so covered in snot and then you're eating them. What a waste of a strawberry licorice. He didn't waste it, he still ate it. It's disgusting. All oh, right. Do you know what? On that note, <laughs> I think I'm going to end it there. So what have we discussed this week? My latest trips to the doctors, my future trips to the doctors, Chris's online grooming and his gayness, (laughs) and general skincare, and tasering each other. And we all love theatre. And we all love theatre, yeah. So we're all, all, um, Mm, none of us are real men. Nope. Uh, Because of that. Yeah, we're all All metrosexual and not manly enough. Hmm. Okay, so not on that just me. On that note of toxic masculinity, thank you very much. <laughs> we'll speak next week. Toodles. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>